You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Greetings, you're all welcome. Yes, welcome to this broadcast, Taking Territories. And today we're going to talk about the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. You know, we are so grateful, thank God, for the Savior that we have, the Lamb of God Himself who laid his life down for us. He is our Passover lamb. And uh, he did not only die, but he rose again. And today, all over the world, we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to read a a scripture from the book of um, Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. This is Paul speaking. He says that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and that I may share in his sufferings becoming like him in his death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead so you see that Paul is his desire is to know the Lord more and also to know the power of his resurrection And I want to say to you that the power of his resurrection is real. And I want you to open your heart, even as we share the word today, that the power of his resurrection will be released in your life. Okay, so the word resurrection is from the Greek word anastasis, which means to stand up. Okay, it means to stand up, to raise up. And uh, this has to do with raising the dead and also raising up things that are dead, not just only people, but other things that are dead. And uh, it also has a moral implication as well. Sometimes we need, we need to experience the anastasis in our lives so things can be raised back, you know. And uh, the fact that Jesus died is so vital to your faith. The fact that he died is vital to, to your walk with God. We have confidence because he rose from the dead. If Jesus never rose from the dead, I'm telling you, we would be miserable. So I want to give you certain um, implications of the resurrection of Jesus. There are many of them in the scripture. But I'm going to just, with the time we have, um, give you a few of them. One of the things that the resurrection does, the resurrection of Jesus, is that it confirms and proves that the scripture is true. Because the Bible has already predicted, um, uh, the Old Testament prophets predicted that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. Even Jesus himself said it several times that he was going to die and rise from the dead and the fact that it happened the fact that it happened gives us a confidence that every other thing that the scriptures say is true because if jesus said he he was going to rise from the dead and he didn't rise from the dead it would be disastrous for us i remember years ago there was a man one of the African countries, he, had, he, was, he, he called himself Jesus and he had many followers. And you know what? He told his followers that he was going to rise from the dead. Huh? He died, 
And the followers waited and waited and waited and waited. And this man never rose again. So what does that tell us? He's a false prophet, right? False Jesus. Even though he called himself Jesus and he told his followers he was going to rise again, but he never rose from the dead. But this Jesus that I'm talking about, Jesus of Nazareth, he said it. And it happened exactly as he said it. That gives us confidence. That gives us faith. So our faith is resting on the fact that Jesus died and he rose again. Hallelujah. And not only that, it also gives us confidence that the gospel is true. Yes, the gospel, the word of God is true. If Jesus did not die uh, uh, and rise again, then the gospel is not true. It's not true at all. You know, Paul said to us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, chapter 15 verse 17, he said, if Christ is not reason, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. So can you imagine, if he did not rise from the dead, then we are still in our sins. It doesn't matter what you did, how you prayed, it doesn't matter the sacraments you perform. It doesn't matter the sacrifices. You are still in your sin. So the fact that he rose from the dead is good enough. It gives us confidence that our sins have truly been forgiven. Our sins have truly been washed. The gospel is true. The gospel that we're preaching is true. Why? He has reason. He has reason. So we, that's why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, as we know, is no more on the cross. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. He is reason. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. All right. So that's another, uh, another implication of the resurrection of Jesus. The other implication is that we are now born again. The new birth. The new birth is confirmed by the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So if, 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 if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then... We're just talking about born again. You know, um, the born again experience, even though Jesus talked about it in, in John chapter 3, before he went to the cross, the disciples did not experience the new birth at that time. They were walking with Jesus. Jesus was discipling them, but none of them was born again until the resurrection when he appeared when he appeared in the room and then breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That was the new birth for them. That was where they received the born again experience. When he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. That's for salvation. Not for baptism, but the baptism into the body of Christ. So that was the time that they received and with that could not happen without the resurrection because there was no legal ground for anyone to be born again until Jesus went to the grave and then rose again. That's why the Bible calls him the firstborn from the dead. What does that mean? He's the first person to rise 
You know, although yes, people have been raised from the dead in the Old Testament and even Lazarus, Jesus' friend was raised from the dead. That is not the same. It's not in the same rank as the resurrection that Jesus experienced. The resurrection of Jesus is the first resurrection. He's the first born from the dead. The first person to legally come out of Hades. To come out of Hades legally. It's Jesus. And that's what gives us and authenticates our salvation. So you see, without the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our salvation is not authentic. It's not complete. It's not full. All right. So that's why you need to appreciate the resurrection. You need to celebrate the resurrection. And you need to put your faith in the resurrection of Jesus. Another reality and another benefit or another implication of the resurrection is his sonship. The sonship, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, it confirms that he's truly the son of God. You remember when Satan came to tempt him um, uh, when he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in Matthew chapter 4, he says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what was happening there is that Satan was tempting Jesus and trying to compel Jesus to prove, to prove that he's the son of God. But Jesus did not fall for that temptation. And Jesus waited, although yes, in the course of his ministry, he was demonstrating and was showing that he was the son of God. But I tell you, the greatest proof, the greatest proof that he was the son of God was not just the voice of the father saying, this is my beloved son, but it was also his resurrection. If you look at Romans chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says that um, God declared Jesus to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So when he was raised from the dead, that is an eternal declaration. That was an eternal declaration to his sonship. And if Jesus, if Jesus is the son of God, guess what? We are also sons with him. Hallelujah. That's why he says, as many as receive him, to them, uh, you know, to them, uh, he has given power to become the sons of God. So, he is able to give us that because he has gone all the way, paid the full price and come out and is now being declared declared by the spirit of holiness according to the power of God by the spirit of holiness and from the resurrection the resurrection from the dead so that's one of the things that that happened at the resurrection of Jesus okay so another thing that um, the point number five I want to give you about the the, the resurrection is that it, the resurrection of Jesus confirms that the kingdom age has come. Remember Jesus was preaching. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Even John the Baptist started by declaring. That the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus now himself comes. And he's preaching the kingdom of God. 
preaching the kingdom of God and all of that. But I tell you something, the greatest, um, the, the, the greatest proof that the kingdom of God has come is the resurrection of Jesus. So because of the resurrection of Jesus, we can enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We can walk in the kingdom. We can operate in the kingdom. The kingdom of God comes, has been coming down to the earth because of the resurrection of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24, it says that the time is going to come when, it says, the end will come when Jesus will deliver the kingdom to the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So Jesus is going to put an end. He's, he is ruling at the moment and he is bringing the enemy under his, 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 um, his authority. He's going to subdue. He will crush every other rule, every other dominion, every other authority. The Bible says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. So the resurrection of Jesus is, is confirming it's confirming that, that the kingdom age has come. So we are excited. We should be excited that the kingdom age has come. This is the time to operate in power. Powers of the age to come are now made available because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection. You know that because of the resurrection from the dead of Jesus you can now do greater things than Jesus. He says, the works that I do shall ye do, and greater works than these. Why? He says, because I go to the Father. You see, going to the Father, he had to rise and then uh, ascend to the Father. And it is by that that now the powers of the age to come are made available to you and I. And we can now operate. We can do greater things than Jesus did. Why? Because, yes, of the resurrection. So these things are all linked to the resurrection. Many benefits. There are many things that you benefit from when you operate in the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection has so much in it. No wonder Paul was um, yearning for this. He was pressing into this. Although Paul has seen the power of God, he has seen the dead rays, he has seen, he has seen miracles upon miracles. The Bible talks about unusual miracles. He has seen so much of the power of God and yet he was still striving and pressing in for more that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and also to share in his sufferings, the fellowship of his sufferings. In other words, not only do I want to experience his power, even his suffering because Paul was in prison and he knew his imprisonment was part of his, um, his uh, fellowship in the sufferings of Christ. And so sometimes even walking the resurrection power, there might be some sufferings that you will endure. You have to endure. But hey, listen, it's all, it's all for good. It's all for good. It's all for the better things that, that God has in store for you. So I want you to exercise faith. And then I want you to know that, that um, the power of God, the 
power of his resurrection, it comes with many benefits. Many benefits are accrued to your life as a result of the resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm excited about the resurrection because my Lord has risen from the dead. Jesus is no more in the grave. Many people came. There are many people that claim to be great men. There are many people that came and they claim to be, you know, uh, great prophets, great messiahs even. But none of them was able to rise from the dead. But we know that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. The Father himself raised Jesus up from the dead. Amen. Yeah. So I want you to exercise your faith. Put your faith in the resurrection power of God. The resurrection power. If Jesus rose from the dead, guess what? You are also going to rise from the dead one day. Yes. One day he will come and all, all the dead Christ will rise. Why? Because Jesus, the first fruits, the first fruits of the resurrection. Yes. Because he rose, we shall all rise. That's confidence that God has given to us that we can walk in that and enjoy that. So we're going on a short break right now. And I want, I want to come back and share some more exciting benefits. Yes, some exciting realities. Some exciting things that the resurrection of Jesus has made available to you. You can walk in those things. Welcome back. Yes, we're talking about the power of the resurrection of Christ. And um, there are so many things that God has done for us through the resurrection of Jesus. And um, I believe that this is one of, the, one of the ways that we're going to experience God in dimensions we've never imagined when we begin to zero in on the power of his resurrection. When we begin to understand and we're praising to God for more understanding, more revelation, more insight. Because I'm telling you that um, the resurrection power, the enemy, he has, he has no defense against that. He has no defense against that. Okay. So, yeah. I've, 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 I've given you some, some, some benefits of the resurrection. Number one is that the scripture is, is true. Uh, and the gospel that we preach is true. The new birth is real. Yes. And the sonship of Jesus is real. And the kingdom age has come. But now I want to give you some more benefits of the resurrection power. Alright? And I want, to, I want to categorize them. I want to categorize them. First of all, there is the, the legal benefits. There are legal benefits to, um, that have come to you as a result of the resurrection of Jesus. Then there are also uh, what I call relational benefits. There are relational benefits that have been accrued to your life as a result of the resurrection of Jesus. Then we have also what I call ecclesiastical benefits. All right. 
<laughs> so, first of all, the the let's 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 talk about the legal benefits. Let's talk about the legal benefits. What are some of the legal benefits of the resurrection of Jesus? Remember, he says, as many. Um, no, he says in um, in Second um, Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse seventeen. He says, um, if any uh, as many as are, oh my. I've, I've lost it now, my thread of thoughts. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Yes, that's right. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that is a legal benefit. The moment you are in Christ, a new creation, God God has made available to you the new creation because of your faith in Christ. And if Jesus did not rise from the dead, guess what? That scripture will never have been fulfilled. That scripture would never be fulfilled if Jesus did not rise from the dead. So that gives you the legal right. You are now a new creation. Okay, so let me give you an example of someone who had a clear understanding of his legal rights as a new creation in Christ. As a new creation in Christ, this man, I mean, this guy, he used to be a very popular singer in one of the African countries. He used to be very popular, and he, he, had, he lived a reckless life, reckless life, all right? Then he now gets born again. He gets born again, and then he is being interviewed by the, by the press. And the interviewer was saying, look, man, you, you know, you used to do this, you used to do that. And um, the, 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 the journalist brought his past. He brought up his past. And guess what? He says, no, I never did those things. And the journalist was confused. He says, but what about this incident? What about this incident? And he was pointing to different things that this guy actually did. But this guy said, no, not me, not me. And so he could see the frustration of the journalist. And then guess what? He said to the journalist, that person that did that is dead. This person, this is a new creation in Christ. So there is no record, there's no record of these things in, in this person's life. And that's why I said to you, I didn't do those things. So can you see, that's one of the legal benefits that the resurrection of Christ brings. It gives you a new identity, new creation in Christ. So, I'm telling you that the resurrection of Jesus is the best thing that has happened to you, that has happened to us as children of God. In fact, it's the best thing that has happened to the entire creation. The entire creation. Because of the resurrection of Christ, do you know that, do you know that uh, even the, uh, the creation, even animals, plants, all of them are going to benefit from the create, uh, resurrection of Christ. Why? Because the Bible says the whole of creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why are they groaning? Because they were made subject to bondage by Adam. Adam's rebellion, Adam's disobedience put the entire creation to bondage. But because 
the last Adam, Jesus Christ, came and then he paid the price. He was tempted at all points yet without sin. He was tried and tested and then he died, shed his blood and rose from the dead. He has paid the full price. Paid the full price. So creation is going to benefit from the resurrection of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's exciting. Those are legal benefits. Those are legal benefits. There are a lot of legal benefits. We're not going to go into them, but I'm just giving you that. There are legal benefits that are accrued to you as a result of your um, relationship with Christ and as a result of his resurrection. Yes, his resurrection. So there are Part of the legal benefits is that it gives you access. The resurrection of Jesus gives you access to so many things. It gives you access to all that Jesus paid for. It gives you access to all that Adam lost. Legally, gives you access. So because of that, you know, you have access to the dominion that God gave Adam and he lost it. You know, you have access to that. It's a, it's, a, it's a legal benefit that the resurrection of Jesus has given to you. You have access to so much, so much. So I'm excited about the resurrection of Jesus. And I want you to be excited as well because of what it has done for you. It will take you an entire lifetime to, to, um, to understand, fully grasp what Jesus did. And what his resurrection has done for you. Alright. So there are legal benefits. That are accrued to you as a result of his resurrection. But then there is what I call relational benefits as well. Yes. So not only legal benefits. But there are also relational benefits. That are accrued to you. Because of the resurrection of Jesus. There are real. First of all, you are now reconciled to God. All right. So it's a relational benefit that the resurrection of Jesus has made available to us. Do you know that we were actually enemies of God? Yes. Bible says that. You know, there was enmity between us and God because of the sin of Adam. Because of Adam's rebellion. But hallelujah, thank God. The Bible says that Jesus is our peace. He has broken down the wall of partition, the separation. He has broken it down and he has now brought us together. Both the, uh, the Christian and the Jew, he's bringing them all together to make a one new man. Reconciliation. That is it. We have been reconciled to God according to 2 um, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. We have been reconciled to God and given the ministry of reconciliation. Can you imagine that? Yes. So reconciled. You have now got the same kind of relationship that Adam had before he sinned. The same kind of relationship that Jesus had with the father while he was on earth you now have that you now have that kind of relationship with the father so you can relate with the father freely because of the blood of jesus because of the resurrection of jesus so that is a relational benefit so because of that guess what 
you have now become a child of God. As many as receive him, to them he gave the power, the right, the authority to become the sons of God. Sons of God. You know, as a son of God, you know that there's a difference between a child of God and as a, from a son of God. A child is not different from a servant, according to what Galatians tells us. It's not different from a servant. It is sons that rule. It's sons that handle, that handle the inheritance. A child cannot partake of the inheritance. So we, ha we have a relational benefit that we can now become sons. We can become sons. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus. Jesus could not have walked in the powers that he walked in if he were still a child. Some people say when he was a child he used to perform some miracles. That's a lie. The Bible doesn't tell us that. You know, he began to operate after he was announced and um, publicly, you know, affirmed this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So he had come to the place of sonship when the father declared that over him. That's when, you know, heaven could open. The spirit would come upon him and he could now begin to operate. He didn't do that until he became a son. So you have relational benefit of sonship because he rose from the dead. Don't you like that? I think you, 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 in fact, if time would, if, with time you will get to understand that because when, as you study the scriptures, you begin to see some of the benefits. You begin to see the powers of sonship, the power of sonship, all of those things that are now made available, the same things that Adam had, you operate in that and it's made available by the resurrection of Jesus. Incredible. You can now walk with the Father. You can walk with God. You can walk with God and God with you. You can now be a friend of God because of Jesus. Do you know that during the time of, do you know that during the time of Moses, Moses couldn't look into the face of God. God would not allow him because he says, no, you can, no man can see me and live. Why? Jesus had not yet come. The blood of Jesus had not been shed. That relation, that relational benefit was not yet available to mankind until Jesus came, until he went to the cross, until he died. And when he rose, whoo, he started appearing all over the place. He's appearing to people. Hallelujah. And now he can bring you to the Father. He restores that relationship. He reconciles you to the Father. You can now walk with the Father just like Jesus did. It's a relational benefit that is accrued to you by the resurrection. Now you can become a friend of God. Other than that, it's not possible. Yes, but now it's possible. You can even relate with God. You can see God and live. Amazing. It's a relational benefit of the resurrection of Jesus. So that is vital. What is the other benefit that comes with walking with Jesus? I call it ecclesiastical benefit. 
<laughs> and why do I do that? Look at, um, let me read from Ephesians chapter 4. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 4, um, verse 7. He says, but to each one of us grace is given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and for the working of the ministry. You see, so the ecclesiastical benefit of the resurrection is that he went down, all right? He went down and led captivity captive and then he ascended, went to the Father to present his blood, all right? To present his blood at the sanctuary, the altar in heaven. And then coming down, he now comes down and is able to give gifts to men. Ecclesiastical gifts, benefits. He gave gifts of men to the church, to the body of Christ. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These are all as a result of his resurrection. You say, oh, pastor, what about, what about when he was with the disciples and he, was, he, he made them apostles? Yes. They are apostles, yes, but then there was no church yet. There was no church. The church was only inaugurated after the resurrection, you see. Yes, so there are benefits because of that. Because of that, now there is the body of Christ worldwide. It's because Jesus rose. If Jesus didn't rise, there will be no church. If he didn't rise, there will be no bride of Christ. You see, so the bride of Christ, when his side was pierced on the, on the, on the cross, when he was pierced and blood and water came out, you know, that's the spiritually speaking of, you know, the church coming out. Just like Adam's bride was taken from his side. You know, a rib was taken out from his side. Jesus, on the cross, the Father, brought out his church, his own bride. Hallelujah. And then the resurrection made it possible for the church to be inaugurated. So now today, because of, his, because of his resurrection, guess what? You're now a king and a priest unto God. You're now a king and a priest. You have dual functions. A kingdom function and a, an ecclesiastical function. A priestly function. Hallelujah. All because of his resurrection. So there are many benefits. That came as a result of his resurrection. You know that because of his resurrection. You have victory over sin. The power of sin is broken. Hallelujah. Sin cannot ha have dominion over you anymore. So you have to. If you have to sin. It's a choice. It's not that. Oh Satan made me to do it. No. No. Yes. Hallelujah. 
So we now have power. We are not at the mercy of Satan. Because of the resurrection, you have victory over fear as well. You have victory over fear. The spirit of fear cannot control you. Fear cannot control you. Why? Because of the resurrection of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He delivered those who were on their lifetime subject to bondage. Yes. Bondage to fear. But through death, he destroyed him that had power over death. So, through his death and his resurrection, he was able to destroy the power of death. And that's why today, you, as, as a child of God, you shouldn't be afraid of death. When it's time for God to take you, he doesn't need to send the spirit of death. He will send his angel to come and pick you, come and take you. So it's not, you are not the same as the unbeliever. When a believer is going to die, guess what? The angels of God come to take that soul. They come to take that soul. But when an unbeliever is about to die, it's the spirit of death that comes. It's the spirit of death. So you don't need to be afraid of death. Why? Because Jesus has defeated death. He defeated death. Death could not keep him in the grave. Death could not hold him in the grave. So guess what? That gives you and I confidence. We can walk with our heads high. And say yes. The power of his resurrection. Is at work in me. So I decree right now. By the power of the resurrection of Christ. Anything that is dead in your life. Is coming to life right now. In the name of Jesus. I speak it. I speak it right now. I decree. Life to fill your life. Fill your mind. Fill. Every aspect of your life. Even those dreams that are dead, that seem dead, receive. But resurrection, power, I command those dreams to come back to life. Those visions to come back to life in the name of Jesus. Release that over you. And break every power of death in your life. Whatever is working as a result of death. I break the power of sin. Sin is what produces death. And if the power of sin is broken, death is also broken in the name of Jesus. People of God, I want you to celebrate and meditate more on what Jesus did. Because what he did for you is far more than you can imagine. For eternity, we will still be um, exploring and still understanding the things that Jesus did. Yes, there are a lot of benefits that have been accrued to you. Now you can, you, can, you, can, you can face the enemy with confidence and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of this place. You know what? The devil has been defeated. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, he spoiled all principalities and powers. You know? Yes. The cross. Through the cross, he spoiled all principalities and powers. He made an open show and triumphed over them in it. Yes. So all of Satan's cohorts, his chief, king, royal, whatever, demons, 
princes, rulers, they were all brought to their knees through not just the death of Jesus, but his resurrection. His resurrection is the key. His resurrection is what sealed everything. What sealed our victory, our eternal victory, was sealed by the resurrection. That's why through Christ, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. I'm more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You didn't need to go to the cross, but you got all the benefits of the cross. Hallelujah. You didn't need to go to the grave, but you got all the benefits of the grave. Jesus went for you so that you don't need to go. Hallelujah. So we thank God. I want you to just take a moment. Just Let's just appreciate the Lord. Father, we just thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the death of Jesus. Thank you for the resurrection of Jesus. I speak, oh Father, your blessing into every home, every family, everyone that is watching this broadcast right now. Lord, fill their lives with your resurrection power. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. Tell people about this broadcast. And uh, we'll be together again same time, same time next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Babatow. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.